thankful to be here with you this morning. This is my first time to be here at Bethlehem, and we appreciate the invitation to come and uh, appreciate the hospitality of the McCool's house. Um, appreciate Brother Asher giving up his bedroom. Um, we are thankful to be here with you this morning and trust that you've come praying that the Lord uh, would be with us in this service this morning. If you have your Bibles, like to turn with me to the book of Titus, chapter 1. I'd like to call your attention to a verse. In Titus, chapter 1, verse 2, it says, In hope of eternal life, which God, that cannot lie, promised before the world began. In this verse of Scripture, it describes our current condition. We are in hope of eternal life, and the reason why is that God, who cannot lie, there are some things God cannot do, (laughs) He cannot lie, He promised eternal life before the world began, before you and I were ever even here, before this world was even created. God had already promised eternal life. He promised this eternal life, and God's not obligated to do anything until He makes a promise. And since He's made that promise, you can rest assured this morning in knowing that eternal life is yours. The Bible tells us that the wages of sin are death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. But it's more I'd like to focus on this thought that we are in hope of eternal life. You know, when you hope for something, uh, and the Bible uses the word hope, it means you expect it to happen. You look forward to it to happen. And I'm told that the key to happiness is to have someone to love, something to do, and something to look forward to. Now, I'm thankful to tell you this morning that we ought to be the happiest people on earth because we have someone to love. I love each and every one of you, and I hope we all love one another. But more importantly, I I trust you're here this morning because you love the Lord. You love your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who has loved you beyond any other love that we can imagine in this life. And if you love Him... You know, if you love somebody, you'll do what they ask you to do. And Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And we demonstrate our love for the Lord by keeping his commandments. Well, what are his commandments? Well, let's just look at one. In John chapter 13, Jesus says, A new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Well, that's a tough commandment to keep. How in the world can we love one another the way He has loved us? Well, I'll encourage you to spend the rest of your life trying. If we love Him, we'll keep His commandments. We have someone to love this morning, and we've got something to do. More on that in a moment, we trust. But we have something to look forward to. It says we are in hope of eternal life. We expect it. We look forward to it. So what is it? Well, turn me to 1 John chapter 1. And I want to notice with you something very important about this eternal life. 
And sometimes we look at eternal life as meaning living forever. Immortality is the right word for that. But eternal life is a lot more personal than that. In fact, it's so personal that notice how John begins this book in 1 John chapter 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled, of the word of life. He's talking about Jesus. Verse 2. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. Now John says this is why we're writing to you, to show you this eternal life that we saw. Now move to chapter 5. In chapter 5 we have some very foundational texts about the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. But these passages are actually intended to refer to us what the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost are saying. What they're bearing record of. What they're testifying. And what they testify is this, found in verse 11. And this is the record. That God hath given to us eternal life. And this life is in His Son. This is the definition of eternal life. It's personified in Jesus Christ. He is the eternal life. And the life is in the Son. And if you are in the Son, you have eternal life. That's your position. That's where you stand if you are in Christ Jesus. We'll say, how do we do that? Well, Ephesians 1 verse 4 says, According as He hath chosen us in Him. Before the foundation of the world. It's not something that we do in our lifetime. It's something that was done before the foundation of the world. That you've been placed in Jesus Christ. And not only that. It's not a work of man. Because in 1 Corinthians 1 verse 30. It says of him. Of God. That ye are in Christ Jesus. That's how you get in there. It's a work of God. To be in Christ Jesus. In John chapter 17. Let's hear what Jesus says about this very thing. The 17th chapter of John. Jesus is praying to the Father before He goes to the cross. And He prays to the Father and teaches so, many, so much of our doctrine in this prayer because He says, The hour has come, glorify Thy Son, that Thy Son also may glorify Thee. Verse 2, As Thou hast given Him power over all flesh. And you know, you and I don't need to be afraid right now. Because we're trusting and we're worshiping the one who has power over all flesh. I, I encourage you to vote in November, but I want you to know your trust should not be placed in the help of man to fix our problems. It should be placed in the power of God who has power over all flesh. God can do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. He can touch the hearts and minds of people in ways we can never reach them. He is the one who has power over all flesh. He's given power over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. Notice there's election. The Father gave us to the Son. And this happened before the world began. We were given to the Son and that's the uh, promise that was made to Jesus there before the world began in that eternal covenant. And since we were in Christ, we received that promise though we were never there. We are the recipients of a promise made by somebody else to somebody else. And we are blessed with that this morning. 
And Jesus says he's been given this power for this reason, to give eternal life to as many as God has given him. Now notice verse 3. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. This is what eternal life is, that you might know God and Jesus whom he has sent. See, eternal life is a relationship. It's a knowledge. It's an intimate love relationship. Turn me to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and notice what Paul tells the church at Corinth about this as he ends this beautiful chapter on charity, on love, and action. He says this in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 12. He says, For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. Now notice the the difference between now and then. Now, we see through a glass darkly. That's just our condition. It just seems like there's some things we don't have light on, we don't understand. There's confusion, there's chaos, there's just things that we just don't understand. But then it says, we won't know in part, we'll know even as we are known. I cannot fathom that. You realize how well the Lord knows us? I mean, he knows every hair on our head that's numbered. He knows every tear that falls from our cheeks. He knows all there is to know about us. He knows the thoughts in our minds. And if there's a word on our tongue we're about to say, he knows it. He knows us in a very intimate, deep way. But this text says, we'll know even as also we are known. Now I'll tell you, the perfect marriage is where the husband and the wife know each other in this, this deep way. <laughs> that they can read one another's minds and they can know all there is to know about each other. You know, I've uh, been around some men and say, well, I just don't understand women. Well, <laughs> I don't either, but that's not my job. My job isn't to understand women, it's to understand one. <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, you know, you, 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 everyone has their own relationship, and <laughs> different from mine, and, uh, and sometimes I'm glad, but, uh, what, you know, you just got to know one. <laughs> That's a perfect marriage. Well, if we're the bride of Christ, I'm going to tell you, he knows us far better than we know him. Amen. And you know, there's three things about heaven that I can point you to, and heaven will be with Christ. And heaven will be like Christ. And heaven will be glorifying and honoring and worshiping Christ. And if you want to experience heaven on earth, it's time to start doing those three things. Let's be with Christ. Well, where is he? Well, go to his house. That's the best place to find someone is at their house. And even he promised where two or three are to gather together in my name, there am I in the midst. Of thee. You know, I love coming to church and singing these songs of praise, and I especially love them when Jesus in the, is in the midst of the church singing with us. Amen. You know, he promised to do that. Yeah, in Hebrews 2, he says, In the midst of the church will I sing praises unto thee. I'll declare thy name unto thy brethren. That's where I want to be. I want to be with Christ. We need to be like Christ. I said we need something to do. Well, <laughs> here it is. 
Let's be like Christ. Let's, uh, let's live in the way that He lived. Let's talk the way He talks and think the way He thinks. You know, I love to be like the Apostle John, who is a kindred spirit with Jesus. They, they were kindred spirits. Well, what a blessed place that would be. And Apostle Paul says in Philippians 3 that I may know Him. That was his chief desire, to know him. You know, you experience eternal life right now. Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy 6, lay hold on eternal life. You can lay hold on it because it's already there. It's already inside of you. It's already dwelling inside of you. God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. That's the real you, by the way. You know, I feel like during this, these last few months, people are not acting like themselves. Acting different. That's not really who you are. That sinful flesh that's inside of you, that's not you. The real you is the one that's Jesus dwelling in your hearts. We need to uh, be the real real us, if I can say it like that. Now we know in part. Then we'll know as we're known. Face to face. You know, the worst part about the last few months is we've missed the face to face. Yeah, we've tried and where I work to, to do this video conferencing and all. Uh, you know, you just can't replace face to face. That's not something that uh, that's been the worst part of all this. We're not face to face. But I'll tell you, there's something inside the child of God that wants to be face to face with his savior. Face to face. That's where we'll be. And back in John chapter 17, Jesus actually prayed this in the 17th chapter of John. When he says here at the end of this chapter, in verse uh, 24, he says, Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am. Isn't that what he said in John 14? I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you shall be also. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 that when the Lord comes back again with a shout, the voice of the archangel, the dead in Christ shall arise and they will uh, arise in the air and will meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. That's his desire and that's what he's going to get. We'll be with him. I don't know why he'd want someone like me with him. You know, some people are hard to keep company with. Uh, why would he want me with him? Have you ever pondered that thought? Why should he love me so? Why should my Savior to Calvary go? Why should he love me so? But this is his desire. Oh, what a beautiful expression. I will that they be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory. You know, Moses wanted that. He asked the Lord to see his face. You know what the Lord said? No man can see me and live. Can't see me and live. You know, we can't even look at the sun. Much less the one who created the sun. Because you can look at the sun, it'll hurt your eyes, but you'll survive the experience, I believe. But you will not survive the experience of seeing the Lord with these eyes. But you know, Job said, I know that my Redeemer liveth 
And though after a skin worms destroy my body, yet in my flesh shall I see God, whom I'll behold with my own eyes and not another's. My own eyes will see him. That's what the child of God desires because he has eternal life inside of him crying, Abba, Father. That's why we cry that, because of that that dwells inside of us, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me. For thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. In the 17th Psalm, David uh, writes these words. This is familiar to us, I'm sure. But this describes the way it will be. Eternal life. We've got something to look forward to. You know, (laughs) when I was a child, I I looked forward to to different things I do now. Um, But you know, I've gotten to where I look forward to meetings like this. I look forward to opportunities to worship the Lord together with you and others. We have things to look forward to in this way. But this is what David said. As for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. You know, if you think about people who are in love. I remember when I was first dating my, she wasn't my wife at the time, but she's my wife now. We were living miles apart. We talk on the telephone and uh, instant message, chat. And, but there is nothing like getting to see her face. You know, there's something special about our faces. It's what we use to identify one another. It's what we like to see in one another. <laughs> we don't go around looking at feet or hands. or uh, We look at faces, you understand. But the face of the Lord, he says, I will behold thy face in righteousness. You know, we have a sinful way that we look at the Lord now, sometimes. You know, that's why it says in 2 Chronicles seven fourteen, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. You know, sometimes uh, the Lord's face is frowning on the way we're living, what we're doing. And if we seek his face, we'll know what we're doing is wrong. If he's smiling on us, that's different than when he's frowning on us. You know, I I try to give my children nonverbal indications of what I'm thinking. And uh, let them know whether I approve of something or whether I don't. I'll tell you, the Lord will do that same thing if you seek his face. But I'm telling you, there's coming a time when you're going to see the Lord's face in righteousness. When you are living with him holy and without blame before him in love. You are in, you will, you know, sometimes we're just not in love with the Lord like we ought to be here in this life. But I'll tell you up there, you will be with him in love. Oh, he loves you. Oh, may we love him back. We have something to do, you understand. If you love him, keep his commandments. I'll behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. Notice, I'll be satisfied then. I'm not satisfied now, but I'll be satisfied then when I awake with thy likeness. John says, it does not yet appear what we shall be, but this we do know. We will be like him, for we'll see him as he is. As he is. In all his glory. In all the greatness. I tell you, there, there is coming a day when we can look forward to living in heaven with our Savior for all eternity. Where there will be no more sun. 
There'll be no more church buildings. He'll be the temple. He'll be the light. He'll be everything that we need. He is right now. We just don't see our dependence on him like we should. But I'll tell you, you will be satisfied when you awake with his likeness. What a day that'll be. I thank you for your good attention.